Welcome to New Teacher Talk. My name is Michelle Ball and I'm a fifth grade teacher in St. Charles, Illinois. Today I'm going to talk about classroom setup and management. Mostly I'm going to talk about classroom setup because I feel like if you have a well-organized, well-functioning space, your classroom management is easier to focus on as you start the school year with those kids. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is really keeping the end in mind and what is that ideal classroom that you want to walk into. I use a resource, a book that you can order from Amazon. It's called Spaces and Places by Debbie Diller. Um, I use the 2008 version. I'm not exactly sure if she has a new version or not. Um, it is a little outdated, but her overall ideas are what is really important. So again, that's called Spaces and Places by Debbie Diller. I ordered it from Amazon, so I know that you can order it from there. It's a five chapter book that you do not have to read front and back. However, my first year of teaching, I did read it front and back to be able to give me some ideas. She uses questions, she uses examples, she uses pictures to be able to support and help you in five different areas. Planning your space, arranging your room, different types of areas and stations, using your walls and organizing your stuff. Again, I pull it out at the end of every school year, beginning of every school year to use as a reflection of what didn't work this current year. What changes do I need to make for what is coming up into my next year classroom? So I highly suggest her book to be able to support and help you as you reflect on previous teaching and move into new teaching. So we're going to talk basically about her ideas. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to really need to know your space. I've moved multiple times to different types of rooms, different types of classrooms to see the space. And when I go in and I see the space, I don't just peek my head in the door and take a look around. Go, I open every single closet, every single door, every single cabinet. I look in every nook and every cranny because I want to know what is staying in that classroom and what is mine to be able to use and what do I have. Now, I've been in a classroom that wasn't a classroom before me, so there was absolutely nothing for me to walk into. It was a blank slate. I've been in a classroom where a teacher retired and left a whole bunch of stuff for me that I would be able to use it. So you're going to walk into many different environments and situations and that's what you need to do. And while I walk through, not only am I opening those cabinets and doors and looking at everything, I'm creating an inventory of what I do have and what has been left for me or supplied for me by the school in those rooms. And that's going to be really important as we move on. So there's two things I need to focus on when I'm thinking about and planning for a classroom. What do I really need in my classroom? And what spaces are going to help my classroom best function? Now, when I talk about spaces, we're talking about things like whole group areas, small group areas, classroom libraries, word walls. Am I going to have a teacher desk, right? What storage do I have? How are my students coming into that classroom? So we're thinking about all those spaces. I work in a Title I school. We've worked very hard on classroom libraries and have had our classroom libraries funded. That's a non-negotiable in my building that I have to have. So when I'm thinking about my space, I cannot skip that. That. that is one of those important things. It's a non-negotiable. Um, my curriculum requires whole group space where my kids come to the carpet and they do their whole group learning together on the carpet. Well, that's going to be really important. If I don't have a carpet on my inventory and it's not supplied for me, am I going to get it? Or do I have to be creative and think of another way to be able to have that whole group space? It also is going to help with that workflow. So we've talked about looking at your space, getting an inventory, thinking about what spaces do you need to best function in your classroom. And the last piece that kind of comes into that is thinking about your traffic patterns. 
when I think about this, when my kids are sitting at their desks and they're gonna need to come to the whole group space, how do I make sure that they have a clear path to get to me? I don't want them jumping over desks, tripping over chairs. That's where they get in trouble. That's where that classroom management comes in. Well, if I have a functioning organized space where I have a clear route that they're gonna take to get to me, there should be none of that problem. I'm already taking and making sure that that problem is not happening. If I'm thinking about small group, I teach intervention groups, small groups. I don't want that to be in a high traffic area where there's going to be a lot of distractions. So that is probably gonna be in the back of my classroom where I can control those distractions that are around the kids because those are the kids that need me the most. So thinking about those patterns, my curriculum works with a lot of group projects. I'm gonna need space for my kids to be able to get on the floor, spread out and work together. Well, I'm gonna to need to get across the classroom in less than 15 seconds. So I need to think about how am I going to do that? What patterns, what things are gonna give me the space to be able to do that? So now we've made an inventory. We've talked about spaces. We're thinking about those traffic patterns. Here's where I get out the graph paper and I really draw a sketch of what that classroom is going to look like. I use that inventory thinking through, is there anything I can get rid of that I'm not going to need that's not going to be a use for me or my students? Or are there things that I'm going to need to get that are going to be a use for me or my students? Remember, you want to think small here, not big. You don't have to do everything all at once. My first couple of years, I just started with what was given for me. And is there a way that I can repurpose them or do double duty? My bookcases, if I take them away from the wall, were perfect height to have a standing desk for my kids to work on the top of them for those kids that needed to stand up, right? So thinking about how to creatively use that space. Now, what is important to know is when I put things down on my graph paper, it does not have to stay that way. When I actually get in the classroom and start moving the furniture around, right, it might not work at all. Or two months into the year, when my kids are finally getting used to each other and creating those friendships, I might need to change and move. This is ever evolving. You have the opportunity to change and move it. That's where that classroom management comes in place and that work that you're doing. Now it is important to know that you are a new teacher or maybe you're a veteran teacher moving into a new space. I've been teaching for 10 years. I did not start out with a Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok classroom. I was only using the materials that were given to me and trying to use them in the most creative way possible. When I have my classroom laid out and set up, then I can be thinking about how am I gonna explain this to kids? This is a teacher area. They are not allowed to use these materials or be in this space. How am I gonna make sure they're aware of that? This is my student supplies. How are they allowed to come up and get those student supplies or work with them? When I say, let's go to our small group area, what do they do for that? That starts setting up that classroom management, those expectations of what needs to be in place and how it needs to work. Yes, do we all want a Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok classroom? Of course, but what's more important is your space, making sure that it is functioning, making sure that it is organized to be able to help you focus on that classroom management when the kids come in. Now, what that means is you're not gonna be able to spend a couple of hours before school starts to be able to do this. Maybe if you're a veteran teacher like I have, you've been in the same classroom for a really long time, you know the curriculum, this might become very easy for you to be able to set up and do. For those of us who are newer to a position, newer curriculum, newer ideas, this is something that you're gonna to need to think ahead of time on and probably spend quite a bit of time rearranging and moving things around your classroom, making that inventory to be ready to go. Now, I can guarantee the more you spend on prepping your space and having your space ready to go that setup, like I said, the easier that classroom management becomes and the easier it is for you to know what do you have to explain to the kids? What do you have to show them? So again, I highly suggest you pick up that book, Spaces and Places by Debbie Diller. And thank you for listening. I hope you become a regular follower of this podcast channel. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you.